0: We're going to continue in this series called Behold, All Things Are New, Part 4. You know, I'm so surprised that I have part, a Part 4. <laughs> I just started with Part 1, and then he added on 2, 3, and now we're at 4. But people are excited about this because they want to know how to change, how to be more like Christ, how to be conformed and, and transformed into his likeness, how to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Are you that way? Are you encouraged that way? Do you want that to happen? Well, let's look at our lead scripture here. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's That's good, isn't it? That you don't have to be your old way, your old self. You can be a new person. You can be kind to grouchy people. Did you know that? You can be patient with people that normally will send you up the wall. We have to represent Christ and be loved to them. Amen? And see, so when God changes you on the inside, you don't have to run around and tell people, hey, I'm changed, I'm changed. They'll see it in your behavior. And if you have a lot of behavior to change, praise God, they'll see a lot of change in your behavior. <laughs> they'll say, you're, ooh, you're not the same way that you used to be. You don't have to tell them they'll notice it, amen? So how do you do this? You have to have the power of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. You have to have him filling you up and him doing the work through you, not you trying to do it in your own strength. So there's a, uh, let's go next. uh, This is a, a, what is this anyway? We have a, a caterpillar. Now, this caterpillar is not really a very attractive insect, is it? It doesn't really have much going for it. Uh, You know, it's slow. It's squishy. can't really do much. Can't defend itself. Can't even be offensive. All it does is just crawl, (laughs) right? And I would say you would describe this as ugly. Wouldn't you say that's a little ugly? Now, I don't know how, when I was growing up, kids would put caterpillars on their hand and let them walk. Yeah, I thought that's not fun. That's not enjoyable. That's not something I would like to do. Especially if you went, went like closed your hands, that would be all over, right? <laughs> but the Bible says, "Let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind." That word "transformed" means metamorphosis, changed into a new creature. And so, what does this caterpillar turn into? A beautiful butterfly free to fly around to all the flowers, Be- beautiful to behold, wonderful and, and marvelous to, to look at. And so let's go back to the caterpillar. This is us before we got saved. <laughs> we were an ugly mess. <laughs> Don't squeeze us because something's going to gush out, right? <laughs> Don't know what's going to come out. Just fly off the handle, right? i got to give them a piece of my mind. Well, they say if you give too many pieces of your mind, you're not going to have any left. Isn't that right? But God can take our old ugly self and turn it into a what? A beautiful butterfly. Amen? And that's what we want to be. We want to be a beautiful butterfly. So he takes our ugly self and turns it into a beautiful life. How does he do that? Well, let's see here in Scripture. Ephesians 3.16, and Paul is writing this. He said... May he grant you, out of the rich treasure of his glory, to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man. Come on, talk to me. I'm excited about that. I need to be strengthened and reinforced on the inside of me because when you're strong on the inside, you can take anything on the outside. You you can forbear it. You can keep going on because God has given you strength and he reinforces you. How? By the Holy Spirit himself himself. Indwelling your innermost being, and check this out, your personality. woo that was music to my ears. I don't have to change my personality. He just has to infill it. He wants me to change my character, but my personality, I can still have fun. I can still joke around. I don't have to be a robot. I don't have to say, well, what the Lord said to me. No, you can, you can, see, God wants to use your personality to reach out to people. He wants you to be inquisitive and care about how they are, to listen. Sometimes we have to speak, but God wants to use our personality to reach others. If, we, if he doesn't use our personality, nothing happens. And everybody's different. Some are talkative, some are quiet, some are listeners, but all of us have to have the heart of God to reach out to people. They'll feel it and they'll know it. And we'll change them because of who God is, and they'll see who God is on the inside of us. Amen? Isn't that good news? I, I think that's good news. Um, so it's an opportunity and an invitation for us to be used of God to do great things in his behalf. Isn't that an honor? Amen. To be ambassadors with Christ, to be workers together with him. He said, I want to use you, so I need you to... Be who you are to people around. If you're caring, be be more caring. Have the care and the love of God. You know, Rosie, I I keep looking at Rosie because she's our poster child for this series because she's taking this to heart and she's changing herself. She's reaching out to people that she would have never reached out to before. God is giving her ideas and a heart for people that she would have ignored. She would have passed right on by. But now the Lord is prompting her. She sees her neighbors across the street. She says, I got to get to them. I got to witness to them. I got to talk to them. People at her job and at her work, they need the Lord. I need to. Up until this time, this series, she had no no one was saved. No one had come. She hadn't brought anybody to the Lord. After this series, in the midst of it, she's gotten three people to come to Christ. Amen. 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 That can be you. You can be a new person in Christ. Amen? My brother here, Arturo, he, he, he never stopped from the day. It's been three years since we prayed for his healing. And he's still going around and telling his testimony, still bringing people to the Lord, still witnessing. He, he, he didn't stop. We, we, we work on a floor of 250 people, and I just think he's talked about every one of them. <laughs> and he didn't stop at our floor. The floor above, and the floor above, and the floor below, people cross the street. He just, everywhere. Hey, brother, how are you? Let me tell you my story. <laughs> He's using his personality. Amen? He wants to use your personality. Glory to God. Fill you with, in your innermost being and your personality. Say, God loves my personality. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> you just got to sanctify it a little bit. Yes. I, I mean, I got to watch myself because a lot of times I use humor and, and sometimes it's like borderline, you know, uh, may get the person a little upset, and, and I have to be careful that it, it's God humor, amen? And, and when it's God humor, you don't have to worry because they're going to receive it. So, so I have to make sure I get under the lamp of the <laughs> light of the Lord and say, okay, Lord, change my mind and change my heart so that the things that come out are going to be pleasing to you and to them. We're supposed to edify one another, amen? All right. Are you, are you getting this? Okay, let's look at next, another scripture. Uh, he, he continues on in Ephesians 3, 17. May Christ, through faith, actually dwell. I like this. Settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. He's not visiting. He's abiding. He's staying. He, he, he's, he's, he's residing on the inside of us. May we be rooted and uh, rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. And the next scripture in Ephesians 3.19 says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you, you may be filled through all your being until the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Are you? Is that Right. Is that serious? Is, is that the promise? That God said, I want to fill your inside. I want to flood myself in you so that I just come out your pores. Amen? I, I, just, I just ooze with goodness because of I'm letting uh, God come through me. Amen? I, I, this, this is an amazing, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, promise. Now, how do, you, how do you get to that point? Well, let's look at this in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. The first part is you have to put the Word of God on the inside of you. Did you know that? You can't just be out fluttering, floating around, not have the Word in you and expect to have the promises and have the Spirit of God. You have to, the, the Bible says the Spirit follows the Word. In the beginning was the Word, right? And, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the earth. Then God spoke and it happened. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is still hovering over the face of the earth. But when the Word gets on the inside of you, you can speak and things will happen. So it says, love, here's how you get love. Love endures long and is patient and kind. That's a hard one right there. I endure short. That's what, that's what I usually endure, short, short. You know, that's the third time you've done that. and That's the last time you're going to do that. I don't want to see that anymore, right? That's, isn't that the way we are? And is patient and kind. Sometimes I can endure long, but it's like when you're online in the market... <laughs> Get the change. Just get, just, I'll pay for it, okay? Just. <laughs> pastor. You know, they know me at the, at the market, and they, call, and they know I'm a pastor, so I have to be on my good behavior. I can't go in there and, and be crazy. <laughs> so I, you have to endure long and be patient and kind, not touchy or fretful. You, you, you ever get touchy? I told you I would do it. How many times have I told you? Touchy, touchy. But see, you don't have to try not to be touchy. You have to meditate in this so that you're not touchy or fretful or resentful. Take no account of the evil done to it. Pay no attention to a suffered wrong. Take no account. You know, that's, that's an accounting term. You know, you've got your, your ledger sheet checks and your balances and your debits and your credits. and Okay, that's five for you. Five this month only, okay? You don't that's too many, isn't it? That's it. I'm going to close the books. You're out. Takes no account of the evil done. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. When this is an operation, people would offend me and people around me said, did you see what they said about you? I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> didn't pay attention to it. Didn't, didn't. Right on by. Why? Because I love the person. I love him. I love her. Bears up under anything and everything that comes. I can't bear up under this. This is too much for me to handle. I know, but God's love can't. you got to put God's love. Do you think he has to bear up with us a little bit? How, how long has he waited for us? <laughs> how long has he waited for us to get saved? How long has he waited for us to get our life together, to put off the things that are not pleasing to him? A long time. And everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Well, I know that person's not living right, but I believe they're going to be delivered. Is that what Norma did with her brother? She believed that God was going to work in here, in, her, in him. She could have just said, You know, he's no good. He's never going to change. That's the way he was. He's just a bad seed, a bad apple. I don't know. I disown him. But you have to believe the best of every person. Your hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It don't look like it's going to work, but I have hope in God. And endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. When you give over to God and you give over to his love, he won't disappoint you. He'll be there for you. Amen? A couple more scriptures. I'm going to get to the point where I'm talking about the character of Jesus. For have you, in Colossians 1-4... It says, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, the leaning of your entire human personality on him, and absolute trust and confidence. Uh, um, Richard, could you come up here for a minute? In power, wisdom, and goodness, and the love which you have and shown for all the saints, God's consecrated. It says we're supposed to lean our whole entire human personality on him, right? What's that mean? I love you, God. I'm just leaning on you. I know I I said the wrong thing, but I'm believing in you. Can you help me? Can you straighten that up for me? All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. (laughs) Amen. Are you leaning your whole entire personality on him? Isn't that what Kelly was saying? When we're we're weak, then we're strong in him. Amen. We have to believe that. Okay. Now, here's a scripture I want you to see. Matthew 11:28 28 through 30. And here's a question I want to ask you. What is the heart of Jesus? Can anyone tell me? What is the heart of Jesus? What is he about? What's he like on the inside? Know his heart. You know, sometimes we, 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 we know people and we know their heart. We know that they'll be there for us. Or know, we know they're faithful or we know that they're good. There's people I can call in this congregation. I know they'll come through. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to say, well, I don't know. It might be a bad day. I don't know. No, they're they're good. They'll do. But what is the heart of Jesus? Now, here it is right here. Jesus is speaking. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am what? Meek and lowly in heart. I'm meek and lowly, Jesus said. I'm not, you know, dictating. I'm not uh, forcing people. I'm not pushing people. I'm meek and lowly in heart. You come to me, and I will love you. The Bible, Jesus said, I didn't come here to judge. The Father in heaven is going to judge. But I come in here to love you. I'm meek and lowly in heart. It says, a bruised reed he will not break. Amen. So I'm reading this book, this is how I got this, by David E. Taylor, about face-to-face encounters with God. And the Lord spoke this to him, and he said, people don't know me. People don't know my heart. They don't know who I am. They they, they think I'm, you know, a lion of the tribe of Judah, which he is. He's a lion. He's in the tribe of Judah. He's able to conquer the enemy. He's able to break down strongholds. He is strong. But then also, he's the Lamb of God. Amen? And in Revelations, it talks about how worthy is the lamb to receive riches and honor and blessing and glory and power. How can a lamb receive power? Because he was yielded to the Holy Spirit. He was yielded to God himself. He didn't say what he thought. He said what God thought through him. He received from the Lord. Amen? So he went on further to say, he's cordial, soft, approachable, and mild-tempered. When he comes to you, he's not like, you know what? I've seen you're wrong. I've seen your situations. You need to straighten up and get it right. (laughs) He doesn't come that way. He says, I know your hurts. I know your pains. I know what you're going through, and I'm here to love you. Come unto me and follow me and learn of me, not from me, but of me. In other words, you get a piece of him, you'll be like him. You'll have that compassion. You won't be looking at people and saying, well, this is wrong, that's wrong. No, you be the difference in their life. You be the one to change them, show them by example, show them by love how they can ascend to where you're at and where Jesus is. You know, he's a gentleman. He's not intruding upon those he comes in contact with. He's sensitive to what a person can handle and can't handle. He doesn't uh, say a lot. This is this. He doesn't say a lot what he says has impact and it's accurate and it has faith to it. Amen? Now, I'm not saying he's a pushover. He doesn't accept excuses or wrong reasonings and uh, can't at the same time be firm and austere because when he drove the, te- the, the, the money changers out of the temple, he was strong. He, he was decisive. It, it was something that he was done, but he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't cuss anybody out. He just acted on, on the Father's Wishes, right? So we have to know that he loves us. Let's let's look at this right here. So Jesus is twofold. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's able to fight for you. He'll defend you. He'll come to your aid. He'll fight your battles for you. He'll be there and speak up over you when people are coming against you. Did you know that? You remember Abraham? He lied to Abimelech. He said, Sarah, she's my wife, but really she's only my sister. He just told her, she's my sister, because you know, he said, Sarah, they're going to think of you as very attractive. They're going to want you and they're going to kill me. So just say, I'm your brother, okay, Sarah? Can you do that? (laughs) Yes, Abraham, whatever you say, Lord. (laughs) So, Sarah, when it's Abimelech's place, palace, Abimelech didn't touch her. He said, Lord, I haven't touched her. And he said, Yeah, because I've withheld you from touching her. But when God came, he got, who did he get mad at? Not Abraham. He got mad at Abimelech. He said, You've taken my man's wife. He said, I didn't know. But who was God defending? His man, his, his friend, Abraham. You know, there's only three people in the or three or four people in the Bible that God called friend, God or Jesus. Can you name them? This is a little trivia question, one I just gave. Huh? Abraham, John he loved. Abraham was called a friend of God three times in the Bible, right? Job. Not Job. No. Moses, he spoke to him face to face as a friend. So doesn't really call him a friend, but he spoke to him as a friend. That's the second one. No. E- Enoch walked with God. The third one, Job. not Job, uh, the third one is, uh, oh, um, Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> Lazarus, because he said, shouldn't we go and, and be with our friend Lazarus, the apostle said? And, and what is a friend? Friend sticketh closer like a brother, right? He's there with you. He's a partner. He's a, he's a trooper with you. He, he, when you say stuff, he's there to help you. You can count him. You know him, right? I, I tell the story of I got a chance to be, uh, spend the night with, um, at a, re- a recording studio The Fonz, Henry Winkler, my friend. So I would tell Marianne, I go, there's my friend on TV. And she would listen to it for a couple of times, and finally she said, he's not your friend. He doesn't call you. He doesn't know you. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a friend to him, but he's not a friend to me. (laughs) But the fourth person you ready for this? You may never guess this. The fourth person was an apostle, Judas. Can you believe that? When Judas came to betray him and kissed him on the cheek, he says, why you do this, friend? And then in Psalms nine, it was prophesied through David, yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which I did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Judas was a friend. Jesus loved him, even though he knew he was going to betray him from the beginning. He didn't let on. He didn't tell the other apostles, y'all, y'all 11 are good, but you know what? I want to just tell you something. Or he didn't give Judas, he didn't give a a bad look to Judas when he was there. No one knew that he was, that Jesus knew that he was going to betray him. The Bible said he knew those, him that was going to betray him. Are you that way? Or you just have the love of God, and people can't tell whether you're mad at Him or not. <laughs> they know, huh? <laughs> they know well and good, I'm not happy with you. <laughs> but Jesus wasn't that way. Are we that way? So I, I was, uh, let's take a look at, at, at Jesus in a different light. He's kind, He's loving, He's gentle. He's with us. We can invite him in. He can fellowship with us. And he wants to call us friend. Isn't that, isn't that a beautiful picture? A different picture of Jesus, right? The Bible says the children flocked to him and wanted to be with him. How could that be? Because he was easily approachable. He was loving. Exactly. So I have three friends that have actually seen Jesus face to face. So I called one of them in Dallas, Texas, Loretta Blasingame. I said... Loretta, let me ask you something. You, when Jesus came to you in, in your bedroom, did he, do you, would you say he's kind and loving? Yes. Would you say that he's non-obtrusive, that he doesn't force himself on you? Yes. Do you think that he is sensitive to you and, and uh, you know, has a lot of pity and mercy? Yes. He so said, I would say yes to all those things. In fact, she said, you know, that's the reason why I get up and do the things that I do is because I know how he is. He's a loving Man, he's got a great personality. He's a wonderful person to be with. He's got power residing on the inside of him. When you look at him, all the atoms in your body vibrate. I mean, his love also comes into you and penetrates your heart, and he knows everything that you've done. I mean, he is God himself, but God uses his personality to love us, and God wants to use your personality to love someone else as well. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So as we wind up, you know, Loretta... Blazingame is 73 years old. And I said, how are you doing? She said, things are going well. I'm doing crusades. I'm on TV. I go, you're 73 years old. <laughs> She's not going to quit until the Lord calls her home. We, we never quit until God calls us home. Amen. Amen? So the last thing to share in this scripture, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, pattern yourselves after me. Follow my example. As I imitate and follow Christ, the Messiah, you follow what I'm doing. Can you say that to your friends? Can you say that to your newly Christian friends? What do I do? How do I act as a Christian now? Oh, just follow me. Do what I do. (laughs) Wherever I go, whatever I do, whatever I say, that's your pattern. Just do what I do. Can you honestly say that would be a good pattern for them to follow? (laughs) I think we all need some work on that, don't we? So that's what the message is all about today, is the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Yeah. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And it's a, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You just don't read the Bible one minute, one day, and then turn the next day and, be, and do it all perfectly. There's no way. It's a process. It takes time. So I just want to encourage you, encourage you to let God work on you. Let him make a difference in your life, and you'll see his glory. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege and opportunity to be with you today, to love you, to see your heart, to know what you have in store for us, how you want to love us and care for us, and bring us to the point that we can be conformed into your image. We can be just like you. And we can say to others, follow me as I follow Christ. So, Father, work in our hearts to change us to be just like you, and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.